Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating happy, healthy, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hi, Marjorie. Good morning. I'm so excited about this conversation. This is going to be absolutely fantastic because the topic today is intuition. And I think this is something that is sort of one of those... I know what it is. I've maybe had flashes of it, but I don't know how to incorporate more into my life. And I'm telling you, Marjorie, I have the person here today to talk to us about this. This is so exciting because when we when we chatted about intuition and you just said to me off air, you said, do you have a story about intuition? And what I wanted to say to you right away was I have stories of ignoring intuition and what that has has meant. And the times that I have followed my intuition usually have to do with real estate, and they've worked out well. Why I've ignored the other ones, that's that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want to understand today is how to be sort of in that flow so that I don't dismiss it. All the time. Yeah, so you're making yeah, the right powerful. decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a few intuitive stories. Tell me, tell me. Well, number one, I've had several instances. I think I'm counting five now where I've been in just like a quiet, peaceful moment and someone and their relationship will pop into my mind and Hmm. it'll just go like, I want, it always starts with, I wonder all of my intuitive moments start with, I wonder. And in my mind it goes, I wonder how so-and-so and his wife are doing. And then I think, well, that was a weird thing to think. And I am now at about five times now where that person will then come to me and say, hey, my, you know, my wife and I are splitting up and it will have popped into my mind. I wonder how so-and-so and and their wife are doing. It's a very strange thing. And then on the decidedly other end of the spectrum of seriousness, I remember like a real concrete moment when I was home on maternity leave with one of the babies and I was doing laundry as one does all the freaking time. I was doing laundry and I went down to the basement. This was in our old house. I went down to the basement and I opened up the dryer and I thought, I wonder when this light bulb is going to blow. It was like such a weird thing because there's a light bulb in your dryer right. and right. it turns on when you open your dryer door. Yeah, I never thought about that. But and I thought, is. I wonder when my light bulb is going to, when the, and then I thought, okay, well, whatever. Went on, did the laundry. The next day I went down to open the dryer I opened it, the light was on, and then it blew (laughs) the next day. And I thought, I'm a genius. This is incredible. I can predict the future. You can predict divorce and light bulbs. In dryers, oh, in specifically. Dryers. Yeah, really. yes. no, no, don't you wish you could like predict stocks? Yeah, I mean, instead of like have intuition about a stock tip, no instead kidding. of a, a light bulb. But I will tell you, in in our family, what we call that, what we call intuition, is the still small voice. 
Yes. And so that was one of the things, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you sort of foundationally set out the things that you're going to try and do in your life together. And one of the things that Ian and I had decided, and this comes from actually from his family and from his religious tradition, that's where that language comes from, is listening to the still small voice. And I will tell you, every time in our lives when we have listened to the still small voice, and whether that's job change or a life change, when we've listened to that, it has worked out beautifully. I can't think of one instance in our life when we have ignored the still small voice or that we've listened to it and it's been a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you times when we've ignored it and it's been a bad thing. And I would say probably the greatest the greatest time I ever listened to something feeling like this is just the right thing to do, even though everybody I know is telling me it's the wrong thing, was marrying my husband. Oh, that's because you were a young Because cop. I was so young. Yeah, you were so young. Mm-hmm. And slight. I mean, just slight <laughs> like the wind. <laughs> and your backyard wedding in like 105 degrees. I remember this whole story. It's like I was there, but I wasn't. Slight like the wind. <laughs> I like, it almost makes me sound mystical. I, I know. Like that. It totally does. But I think because you were so slight of stature, people probably <laughs> underestimated you your entire yes. life. I'm confident yes. that this is the case. Yes. Okay. Well, our guest today is an expert in intuition. And why I think this is important to bring to a best to the nest conversation is that a lot of us are feeling like inner turmoil. And I think we're wasting a lot of our energy on making decisions that we yes. could be making in an easier way. And oh my God, so yes. the goal of Best to the Nest is, of course, to bring your best self home, to make your home a solid, comforting sanctuary. And if your mind is constantly spinning and you're constantly trying to make decisions and not knowing if it's the right thing and blah, 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 I don't think that those two can coexist. I don't think you can be in that panic little hamster on a wheel state and have that sanctuary at your home. So that's why I think this conversation about intuition is really important. And the person that we're talking to today is none other than Jody Levon, okay? And Jody is not only a dear, dear friend, but she is the happy medium. She's a psychic. She's a medium. She's an intuitive coach. And she's written mm. two books on understanding and maximizing your own intuition. She's also a frequent guest on Twin Cities Live. I've known Jody now for almost a decade. And her wisdom has just been monumentally important in my life. And so I'm just so excited that that we get to have her here. Hi, Jody. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a beautiful vibe to this. Honestly, your conversation warms my heart. That's a good, that's a high compliment. Will you post that on a review on our podcast, Jody? (laughs) We want everything we can get. (laughs) We we really like that. So I want to start with you, Jody, in talking about intuition because your psychic medium and intuitive coach, those are all three really important arenas that I think go together so beautifully. But the intuitive coach part, I think, is what we really want to focus on today. And that is really maximizing your intuition. So when you think about intuition, Marjorie called it the still small voice, which I love. What? How do you define that, Jody? So I guess I would say intuition is a language of the soul. It's mm. the, it is the voice from within. So the still small voice is is true. It's that knowing feeling, that re, that reliable, yes, that instinct, that that dream, a sense, a hunch, it's all of those. It's that, it's that you have no doubt it's a yes inside of you. You just know it's being pulled in a direction in a very peaceful, calm way. Intuition never makes you feel afraid. 
and it's never scolding you. It's just that knowing sense. When you use that word knowing, that the way that you say that brings such peace to me because I think most of us, if we're, if we're just really thinking about this, this idea, there are times in our life when we just knew it. And that is such a great feeling. And it is amazing to me in my own life how I know, there's that word again, how I know what that should feel like. But there are so many times where I have ignored it or I've been so busy that I just don't focus on it. And I think the idea of you being an intuitive coach, I can't even imagine if I had spent the last 20 years of my life trying to stay in that place. That would have been one of the smartest things I could have done. Well, that's lovely. And the way that we, we get there is just to feel, is to feel that peace, is to mm-hmm. get rid of all the stuff around us, all that extra stuff we don't need, which I know you guys talk about. Yeah, no kidding. Don't, how, how do we... That you don't need. And then you get back to that, as you said, that still, small voice, that knowing voice. And it's, intuition is really, it's the voice of your soul. And when you are connected to that voice, you are connected to that higher power. And to me, there's nothing, there's nothing like that, just to be connected to that source. And you feel enlightened because things that are small don't matter. Things that are big, you feel like you can handle. It's yeah. just a beautiful place to be in. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Things that are small don't matter, and things that are big, you feel like you can handle. I mean, that is like gold right there <laughs> because That's what's everything. happening to us is – I mean, I feel consistently like the small things. I felt like this yesterday. I kept you guys. I had to. I had to go and do a live shot out at Mall of America, and I just these little things. I forgot my earpiece that I need to to use to hear. To hear. So <laughs> I forget that. So I have to send a note to um, my coworker Kelly, and I was like, Kelly, I'm, I forgot my IFB. Can you grab it for me? She brings it to me. Then I bring it back to the station, and then I need it down in the studio before the show, and I forget it in my purse, which is up in the <laughs> office. And then I was supposed to do a workout segment, and I had my clothes that I needed to change into in a bag that I brought to work. And of course, when I, right before the show, as I'm getting ready, I look in the bag, my sports bra's in there, the top is in there, but the pants aren't in there. And guess who who can't work out on TV pantsless? (laughs) Me. Well, if I change the ratings. Lord knows the the ratings would be something, but I might get a call from upstairs that frankly, I'm not prepared to handle. And so Jody, what I was feeling like when we talk about like what's getting in the way of intuition. Yes. I've got my earpiece, but I don't have any pants. <laughs> I just, I said, and I said to my co-host Steve, I was like, these little things are, it's the little things that bother me the most. And it yeah. was like grating on me. And I was just feeling like I was really kind of berating myself because I was like, why can't I get it together? And it was all, I was like, I was doing all of the things that needed to happen to make the little things fall into place. But I was forgetting one tiny thing. That was then ruining my whole day, to be honest with you. It was balance. ruining my whole day. Yeah, but you were just off balance. So it wasn't, it wasn't just those little things. You were just off balance. And you're very yeah. used to being in balance, at least on paper and yeah. on the show. And so when you're doing little things that create that off balance feeling, then it feeds on itself. But if you found just the, the seed of what was going on for you, you wouldn't have felt as off balance and making the mistakes wouldn't have bothered you as much. Yeah. It was like that feeling of being unsettled that was really bothering. And I want to know 
for everybody, Jody, from you, I mean, what are what are the most common things that are just getting in the way of us listening to that intuition, of us hearing the voice from within? So we all have these, you know, we have rich histories, including painful times, right? But instead of processing and releasing, our go-to is to stuff our stuff. Oh, so I know you, Elizabeth. I know you are pretty darn good at processing things. Yeah. But nobody is perfect. And there are things that we don't want to have about our feelings, that things that have happened to us. And so we stuff them. And when we do that, we can't hear our intuition because our intuition is all based on how we feel. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a language to it, and it's all based on how our body feels and how we feel emotionally. But if it's loud in our head, if we're not peaceful, then we can't get to the basis of how we're really feeling. So we have to clear our stuff, and then we can feel happier. Because when we're in a happy place, when, we're, when we are sporting a good vibe, and that is not really who you are, but how you are at the time, what you're thinking about and how you're feeling, then good things are drawn to us. We don't have to work very hard to find a parking space. It's easier for us to fix our neighbor up who's recently divorced with the perfect person. Things like that just happen more naturally, or we just know our kids need us, and we act on it, big and small. When we are willing to work our stuff out, we are more insightful. When we do things that make us feel good, and we are a society that shames people for going and doing things that feel good. Mm -hmm. And I am so convinced of this because I'm working so hard on not feeling shamed about going and getting a cup of tea instead of heading right home and making dinner. Yeah. Or telling my kids, I will help you with your homework in 20 minutes. I need 20 minutes to just be quiet. We don't, we don't tell ourselves that that's a healthy thing to do, but it is. Yeah. Because when we're there, then everything else just flows. And then oh our intuition goodness. just comes on. I'm really taking strong. so many notes. I I've got too. like full pages already written down from this conversation. And Judy, this is so interesting because it seems like, of course, like you, you he- I hear what you're saying and take care of take care of the take care of your stuff so that you can be clear to accept all the intuition that's going to come to you but why it's so amazing to me as i'm listening to you say this i look back at my life and i think oh my so much wasted time so much wasted time dealing with old pain dealing with old issues and but not really dealing with them at the same time when i say dealing with them it's like dealing with them on a day-to-day basis and it just blocking all of the other things that should have been easy. But not getting to the core of it and, and releasing not it. To, and yeah, so it's dealing with it every day as opposed to like deeply dealing with it and getting rid of it once and for all. But maybe and, it's the way you're looking at it. Maybe if you looked at it differently, if you just approached it differently, then you it's, a, it's like a story that you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're berating yourself because you – I remember the one time I did not answer my cell phone – because I was being interviewed at the very beginning of all when my book was coming out. And my daughter was in the, it it was a nurse, (laughs) of course, at school. And she was really young. And I beat myself up silly for it. And then I decided to tell myself a different story by saying, well, I'll never do that again. And it wasn't a nut reaction. She had the flu, so she was all right. And so I I told myself a different story. Like that made me know to always answer my phone. Yeah. Or at least keep it yeah. on silent. Yeah. Instead yeah. of saying, I blew it, I said, okay, now I know. And so I, I told myself a different story, so I feel differently 
about it. Yeah. And it's, it's the same when somebody that you love dies. You can talk to yourself about how you miss them, and of course you miss them, but you can also focus on how much you love them and that you still love them and that you have so many gifts because of their presence in your life. It changes the dialogue, that's changing the dialogue inside of you, which changes your whole life. So you don't have to chew on an old problem, just approach it differently. This is so great. What you said, Jody. Yeah. instead of saying I blew it, say now I know. Yep, I Instead learned. of saying I blew it, say now I know. And I think that's so important because it's so easy to go, well, I screwed up again. Well, I screwed this up again. And all you're doing is manifesting that you're going to do it again, right? I mean, it's not exactly. learning anything from that. Well, Beating you just yourself keep, up never yeah. does any does, does you any good ever. Well, it's just going to be a waste of energy. And I think that, that idea of clouding out the good things that can come to you, and again, it goes back to that intuition and to that feeling of knowing. Is anytime any of us have ever had that feeling, you should want more of that feeling. And I think yeah. sometimes our lives are so busy that you're like, oh, that was a good feeling. And then you move on to the next thing without really sitting in it and saying, okay, how did I get that feeling and how can I have more of it so all true. the time? Right. Yeah. yeah. What's hilarious so to me is, <clears throat> excuse me, all the things that we do from marrying who we marry to having children to taking a certain job to gardening is so we can feel good. All of right. it is. Right. So that really is the goal is feeling good. Yeah, right. it is. That's the goal. Of everything about life. You know, um, Jody, one thing that I love about you is that you have these really great strategies for being able to listen to our intuition. And I told that dryer light bulb story and I told Jody that, I mean, I think like the next day I texted her that day and was like, listen to what happened. This is amazing. This is revolutionary. The light bulb blew and I knew I it was going to happen. I couldn't believe it. But while, why I was Sharing that story with Jody is not only I thought she would get a hoot, and then I also thought, oh, she's going to be proud because I have been listening to what she's been saying for mm -hmm. so many years, but also because you have taught me so much about paying attention to how you feel in those moments. And that's what's so interesting. And so that's why I now really pay attention when I hear the still small voice, as Marjorie and Ian call it, when I hear it say, I wonder, I pay mm -hmm. attention, girl. I mean, that's I am great. like... What do you have to say? Tell me. What do you have to say? And so, oh, I love that. Jody, you talk a lot about paying attention to where you are, how you're feeling in those moments so that you you know it becomes easier to listen to that voice from within. So what, what can we be doing? So that's perfect. What you said is perfect. And that's your language of intuition. It starts out with, I wonder. Then you pay attention to what your stomach feels like in all of you. And then you acknowledge the little insights that are coming your way, even teeny little ones. But I don't think the drier one was so little, but you just keep acknowledging it and find joy in it and feel empowered in it because it gave you kind of a heads up. When you start acknowledging those little things, they get much bigger and you don't have to act on them. So you could have maybe changed the light bulb, but maybe it wasn't ready to go out and you saved yourself a day of it and yeah. nothing bad happened because you allowed that to happen. Yeah. There are insights that you can get that you can't change things. You just have a knowing hunch about something. You just prepare yourself. I always say it's sort of like a heads up for your spirit. You just get ready. But the more you acknowledge those little things, the more you don't poo-poo, oh, I'm just imagining this. It's just my fear. It's just, it's just what I want. The more you say, huh, there's something to this. And then let's say you don't act on it, and the next day this very thing happens. 
you remember how you felt back then too. So the next time you're in a position where you think my tire might go flat, God forbid, but my tire might go flat, you have that same feeling you did when that happened with the dryer and you go and you have your tire checked before right. it goes flat. Yeah. That's how it works. Our intuition isn't really to help us read other people. It's to help us read ourselves. Oh, that's good. That's, so that's good. really good. Yeah. Now, Jody, tell me about in terms of because you do this, because this is obviously a central part of your career and your life and probably parenting, how does this play out day to day for you? How do you feel this? How do you feel this changes your life day to day having having that heightened sense or being respectful to your own intuition? Well, in, in no small way, it, is, it has saved my life. From not getting in the car with somebody that I was on a blind date with to mm. not walking down an alleyway to knowing something wasn't my fault when somebody was telling me it was my fault because oh. I could tell inside it wasn't, to the point of actually not to be overexposing or be a downer, but my parents went through a bad stage and they actually told me it was my fault they were getting a divorce. But my intuition told me they were wrong. Yeah. Oh, and so wow. it's, it saved me. But you see, when you are sensitive, and that's really being intuitive, and everybody is sensitive to some degree, you, there are things that you can take personally and there, there are things that you just say, this isn't me. So when I get my boundaries in gear, when, my, when I make sure I feel safe at home, when I feel safe in my car, when I start feeling safe just being just alone with me, then all that sensitivity doesn't turn inward. It just kind of is, and I'm good with it. I also have to ask myself when I'm dealing with my kids, am I in their space? Do I know something I'm really not supposed to know right now? Actually, let me rephrase that. We only know, we we are given what we're supposed to be given. Intuition is also given to us. We are given it from that higher source. But am I supposed to act on this right now? Or am I supposed to wait for my child to come and talk to me? And that's like a rhythm that you get into, and I can promise you, you both are already doing it. I'm going to wait for them to ask me something. I'm going to wait for them to show me they want my help. Your intuition can help you with every single thing like that. And also, I was a kid that always would sit next to somebody who was sad because I wanted to help them because it made hmm. me feel good too. Hmm. So that's how, it, that's how it helps me embrace more love and be more love. But there is that side of taking things personally and not and not understanding that it isn't me. And so it is about having good boundaries. And then I feel like my intuition is good. I'm also a corporate psychic, so I have to put on a little bit different hat when I do that. But once I start showing the people I'm working with how their intuition works and how it can help them, it's worth a lot of money. It's worth Hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, that's interesting. You said something which I think from a parenting perspective was so important. My children are, uh, they're grown I don't think any of us are ever fully grown, but they're 27 mm-hmm. and 25. So, you know, my influence on them is different than it was when they when when I was raising them. And their frontal cortexes are now fully formed <laughs> at 25. Yes, they that's are. That's very positive. You got them to that point, Marjorie. Which, get them there. Frankly, that's success. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You said, "Am I in their space?" That sentence. If I had heard you say that when they were little. I would have put that on the refrigerator. Hmm. Am I in their space? That just hits me in such a strong way because I think sometimes in raising children, there's so much to do, especially, I mean, for any mom, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, there's so much to do. There's so much societal expectation 
of what our children children should be learning, how they should be doing their homework, how many after-school events they're supposed to be doing. Are they in athletics? All of those things. But the important question, I just love that question, am I in their space? Are you, to me, as I read that, and Jody, I may not be interpreting it the way you put it out there, but the way I hear that is, am I letting them be the person that they're supposed to be? Am yeah. I letting them? And I just think sometimes we get so in their space that we don't allow them to be that person. And I think in a way that probably gets in the way of their intuition. Yeah, totally. And how, I mean, that just helps you streamline decision-making too. Oh, if you're yeah. asking yourself that question, I wish my kids would ask, am I in her space? And then about me, and they would always <laughs> say yes. The answer to that would always be yes. Am I in her space? Yes, Franklin, you are in my space because you are physically on top of me all the time. Bernie, oh, if I could just have a little of that moment back with my kids, seriously, just to have them sit on my lap, be that little again. Believe me, I soak it up. I mean, I like love it so much, but I just had to yes. laugh because as you were I, saying, yes. am I in their space? I'm like, hell, they're in my <laughs> space. <laughs> I don't have any space. Last night, everyone oh, was in the bed. God. I have no oh, space. It was... Very, it's very, very funny. I do think, though, um, <laughs> when we talk about that idea of getting in touch with your intuition, I think you have to figure out, too, what you need. I was just having this conversation with my husband last night. We've been having a lot of best-to-the-nest conversations at home, Marjorie oh. and Jody, and uh, Jay is dying that. now to be a guest on the podcast, and I, I told him wait. he can be on. So, But we were having this conversation about what we need <laughs> to sort of feel more balanced. I mean, and you were talking right. about me being unbalanced yesterday, which is what Jay and I were discussing. And it was 100% the case. And, um, and I need, I have got to have alone time. I mean, I joke about yeah. them being in my space, but in all seriousness, I cannot do the things that I do without being fueled by being by myself. And, and so Jody, I wonder does everybody have like a different thing like that? I mean, whether it's, you know, being alone or for me, a lot of times it's alone cooking or in the garden. I mean, those are the times when I feel the most balanced. If you incorporate those experiences, when you feel the most balanced more into your life, I would assume that your intuition can only grow. Exactly. Because you are connected with that higher power. You're connected your soul. Like you can hear that voice of your soul when you're quiet because then you when you're feeling something you know you're feeling it and it's not franklin it's not him being yeah. hungry it's you being hungry yeah it, it's absolutely good and for some people they reduce by being with people but they're usually quieter in their day-to-day -day. your day-to-day -day is very loud and with people you yeah. need that balance and it is essential in my opinion to our our spiritual health, our mental health, and our physical health to have that because we need it. That's how we refuel. And that is how your intuition becomes more apparent to you. It's like it's talking to you all the time, but when you're in that space, you can hear it. When you practice hearing it, then even when it's loud, you'll be able to hear it. That's wonderful. And Elizabeth, I was exactly the same way. <laughs> I had to have time alone. Yeah. I just couldn't, I could not... I mean, especially with the kids when you were talking about you're in my space. Um, when when the, my children were smaller, my husband had gone back to school. And so he was he was getting his master's. And so between – I think he actually had two jobs at the time and was getting his master's. 
But he was gone at night, and I can't remember if it was because he was working or he was studying or whatever. But after I would get home from work, and then, you know, the, a new day would start because it was like every, you know, you'd come home from work, and then it was dinner, and then it was bath time, and then it was homework, and it was all of those things. And I was tired. And the kids, and I could be so good with them up until like nine o'clock. And then it was like a switch would go off. And so I just told them that. I'm like, look, you can have this mom till nine because they were like in, you know, second and fourth grade. I'm like, I am good until nine, but you guys have to go to bed. Yeah. Because I get mean. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of don't want to be around me. And we used to joke that I became a witch. I mean, it was actually kind of our joke is that mom can turn into a witch at nine. But it was like, and but all I could do was just communicate with them. Like, I'm really trying, guys, but I, I think I'll crack. That's when I'm going to crack. But that's setting up your boundaries, right? It, it exactly. was. And, and we made and a so, joke And teaching them it. to set up their own. Yeah. yeah. Be able to say when to say when. Yes. yes. So yes. you were thinking you're teaching them about you, but Jody, she's really teaching them about themselves. Absolutely. And boundaries are where it's at. And you don't take on other people's stuff and you don't get into other people's stuff. You have a much happier life. You reduce yourself instead of being one of those people that's constantly hungry for approval or needing something. And they're kind of an energy vampire because they don't know how to reduce themselves. They didn't have a mommy that said at nine o'clock, you want to not so much be with me. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> good boundaries. Go you want to go away, guys. You want to go away. That is such good. That is so well, good. The, the important thing, too, is in, in the space, and especially when you're saying you need your space, Elizabeth, was just that I hated that feeling of crankiness with them. Mm-hmm. And it came to the point where I would rather have been honest with them and saying, this is what I need, as opposed to sitting in my room at 11 o'clock at night thinking, oh, my God, I yelled at them. Yeah. I, d- I yelled. I hated that feeling when I would when I would just be short with them. So it was a good way just to separate us all. But, but I, too, need that space. And I think I, I like that idea, Elizabeth, that you and Jay were already talking about what what do we do to make sure that we stay balanced? Yeah, you because otherwise I'm forgetting stuff and then I turn into a mess and then it's a whole and then nobody's happy. Yeah, you know because the bottom line I mean really is like if Mama's cracking, no yeah. one's no yeah. one is having a good time. Yeah, Jody, when you think about your home, I mean you talked a little bit about this on your day to day life, but when you have experiences with people that you work with and you're coaching them, I mean how does the dynamic of their home shift? when they are mm. setting better boundaries, when they're allowing space for that quiet time, and then they're really listening to their intuition. What's the dynamic shift like? Everything shifts between their work, their home, the car probably works better. Everything mm. shifts because they are in a place of love instead of fear. And that's really the basis of it because we're in one space or the other. And when they're in a place of love, their intuition gets louder, they're more present for the people that are there, they notice the big things that need to be handled and they ignore the little things. They just ignore them until they need to be dealt with. And so everything is more balanced. And that still quiet voice becomes, I won't say louder because it's not that it's louder. It becomes so much more obvious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You don't have to search for it. It's just there. It's just there. And when you come from that space, you can't make a wrong decision. And I don't mean that you that you, you maybe order the wrong meal, but then you realize later you can't have that spice. 
There's no such thing as a mistake. And when you're in that kind of a space, you don't constantly tell yourself you're making mistakes. You're saying, well, I learned from that. That's something I learned. Or maybe you were sharp with somebody and you said, you know, I'm really sorry. I, I came across in a different way that I did, than I meant to. And then you leave it at that. And then you don't take it home with you. Mm-hmm. So let's say that happened at work. Then you don't take it home with you and stink up the atmosphere with <laughs> stuff you didn't resolve. Yeah. You get it just resolved really quickly because you don't take it so personally. Boy, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, we are all bringing so much, much muck into our homes. We're bringing it in and we're allowing it to come through the door and then just spread itself out all over our house. And it's exhausting. You know, I think to some people, the idea that you, I think sometimes we we lose track of the idea that we don't have to, that this stuff is within our control. And that's what I, I love when you keep saying, Jody, that the, the, the small things don't matter. It's all of those small things that we make matter. We, that, that we do that. We bring that home. We bring those small aggressions home. And the idea of, like, how it can shift your house, it, it really is amazing. It's, you know what I think part of it is to say, okay, so I'm not in a great mood, and I know there's this thundercloud behind me as I walk in from work and the traffic was terrible, and people just don't know how to drive. You know when you're in that sort of a... I say that all the time. (laughs) Yes, I talk while I drive. And when my children started listening to me, I started just talking to myself. Yes. But but when you get in the door and you say to yourself, okay, so this is how I feel and it's okay, but I can let it go. It's okay that I feel this way. I had a hard day or I had this big thing happen. It's okay. And now it's done and I can let it go. Or I'll talk about it later with my husband or a friend. Right. And then, and then you don't beat yourself up for it, and then you, it gives it a chance to lose its power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Mm. When you talked about being in a place of love instead of fear and then feeling out of control just came to mind because I think, like, the biggest – when we feel fear, we feel out of control. When we feel out of control, we feel fear. And so much of – decision-making and figuring out what do we really want and where do we want to spend our time. If you have those solid boundaries in place, you feel so much more in control and then less fearful. I feel like that's just a really tangible thing. Setting up boundaries is so, so important. Well, and clearing our space. Like I, People always tease me about this, but I love to clear my space. Well, I clear my space at home all the time, just like you dust. You want to get rid of old vibrations, old feelings, old arguments, anything that happened in the house or misunderstandings, you let it out the door. When you're cleaning your home, which I think is essential, not just because of the way that it looks, but how you feel about it, it connects you to your home, which I know you guys have talked about this. Mm-hmm. When you open up a window and imagine all of the energy leaving, just clean energy coming in and all the old energy leaving, that makes a significant difference in your home. My son came home one day and he said, Mom, what would you do in my room? <laughs> and I had cleared his space. And I said, well, I cleared the space. And he said, well, now it, it feels like you. And I said, no, sweetie, it actually feels like you. Hmm. Oh, oh my good. gosh, I love that idea. So, so just much. open up the window and just tell the energy. Get imagine out. it. You're just <laughs> imagining it. You can imagine it. And there's also a Native American tradition where you actually light dried sage. Yes. And you crack the window. Even in the winter, I'll do this, and it, it works so tremendously. I know. I know. Except for prayer, I don't know anything that works better. You open up that window. You you light the sage. It should smolder, and you have to have a fire safe 
container, please. Yeah, yeah. And you, walk you can buy those stage bundles at Whole Foods. Yeah, and you walk around your room or your house clockwise, and you and I pray, and you or if you don't have a prayer that works for you, then prayer is also just saying, hey, please, universe, take this away. Take away anything negative. I'm releasing it. I'm letting it go, and I'm replacing it with these feelings of love. And then feel that love, and you fill your home with love. It's oh, brilliant. my goodness. Jody, you're a joy. She's the best. You are sweet. the best. We only you have, the best. you know, probably 150 more podcasts to do with you because we have lots more <laughs> questions. So just clear out your calendar, clear out your space and clear out your calendar. Well, and what a fun podcast this is just to feel good and everybody can relate to it. How wonderful. Jody, by the next time we talk to you, I will have purchased Sage. <laughs> I will Yay. have opened some windows and I love that idea. Oh, it's so wonderful. You will never, ever go back. You'll just love doing it. And you can thank the Native Americans for it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jody. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We just love you. Thank you. Oh, boy. I'm telling you. She's very good. She's wonderful. Yeah. I know. It's fantastic. (laughs) It is. um, You know, I think it's just that that takeaway here is that if we are in touch with our intuition and if we are in a space even just the act of being in the space yep. where you can hear the still small voice, yep. that in and of itself is a game changer. Absolutely. And then when the still small voice says something, then you can really make an impact on um, on how your future is. But just being in the space where you can hear it right then and there is enough it's to huge. make your present moment unbelievable. And here's the other thing. That idea of what she said at the end of clearing your space I know sometimes people might be cynical about that or they might look at that and go, oh, you know, that's so woo-woo. That's woo-woo. Why would I yeah. do that? Mm-hmm. But what could it hurt? I know. I mean, honestly, if you're cynical and you open your window and you light some sage and you walk around and say, please clear out any bad energy and just let love live here, what is the worst that can happen with that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I just I just love that. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, that I mean, the worst that can happen is you just don't predict your dryer light bulb going out. <laughs> yeah, and if you but do, your house will smell better. The windows are open. And you've got really some stage. Oh, good stuff. Listen, you guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, we would love for you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd also love a review from you on iTunes. So, Katie Taust shared this one, Marjorie. She said, "Loving this podcast. I'm a longtime listener of both M and E, and have Yay. always appreciated how <laughs> real they are. This podcast is so smooth and easy to." listen to because the things they talk about are so relatable. It feels like I'm listening to true friends that want to make you feel better about everything. And can I just say, Marjorie, you know, we have live audiences on Twin Cities Live every week mm-hmm. and I have had people come through the studio and hug me tighter oh. than they've hugged me before oh. and just say, I love best of the nest. And it just makes oh. me feel so good because these are just the conversations when we go back to our best to the nest 101, our very first episode, yeah. which if you haven't listened to that, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the origin story of this concept and these conversations. This is the conversation that you and I have been wanting to have for so long and to welcome others into it and to know that you feel part of it and you feel maybe a little bit more uplifted when you listen to it. It is just, it's, it is becoming the most rewarding thing I've done in my career. Oh, that's very, and that's very sweet. And that makes me very happy. And I've got goosebumps and we are so happy to have all of you in the conversation that Elizabeth and I 
had had for a very long time before we could open it up to all of you. So thank you. Reach out to us. We're on Instagram at Best of the Nest. I'm at It's Me Marjorie One, and Elizabeth is at Eliz Reese. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. We love your comments there as well. Elizabeth, have a beautiful day, a sage-filled, open window today. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to forget my pants. <laughs> Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.